It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Happy Sunday, everybody. A special Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame football episode 63 coming to you on a Sunday. We had to kind of postpone a few things, um, but no Notre Dame football this week, so we could get away with it. But first off, Maggie, how are you doing? Well, you'll be shocked to hear this. Philadelphia. Yeah, you'll be shocked to hear this. I'm not that tired because it's Sunday. Wow, rested. Rested. I know. We should, but maybe I am we should do it on stressed. Sunday always. Yeah, I oh, am no. very stressed. Okay. Because it's Got finals it. week. Finals week. So we'll keep this somewhat short, maybe, and talk, since we don't have a game to talk about, um, and it's rainy here, not that you asked, but I'm going to tell you, it's raining here. Um, what's what's actually, just what's, what's the weather like out there right now? It is also raining here. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. About 30 degrees, uh, 35. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. So the big news this week with Notre Dame football, not only has been the, we're talking about basically two things, right? We're talking about the transfer portal. And which had a lot of lot of action since we last spoke, and we're going to talk about the bowl game uh, because Notre Dame is now in a bowl game, and we can talk a little bit about that. Certainly, we'll talk about more of it in episodes after this, but but for now, we can at least talk about the selection. But first, transfer portal, and the big news for Notre Dame is Drew Pine has entered the transfer portal after starting for ten games for Notre Dame, um, leading us basically to an eight and three record you or maybe eight and you could almost say eight and two i don't know that you want to hang the marshall game on him at all though he did throw a big interception in there um but certainly guided us to eight wins out of 11 games maggie is this a good move for drew pine i think so because i mean we've talked about this he was the backup going into the season right. and and he was solid um yeah. for us and i think that gives him good like recruiting capital but um, I don't, I didn't see another year of Drew Pine in our future. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think even with the, and I always forget his name, Menchie, uh, pickup, I think, and also the, the discussion, which we'll talk about in a minute of bringing in another transfer portal quarterback for us, the future wasn't bright for Drew Pine, especially like you said, everything being equal, he was behind Tyler Buckner already, and maybe even passed by Angeli, you know, given Angeli, given another spring and summer of practice and jelly might even leapfrog over pine i think probably would um so i i agree and 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 i do think it's good for drew pine though too because i think what you're getting from drew pine is a guy who's a good kid who works hard who really i mean it sounds so silly but he's gonna give his best um uh has pretty good knowledge and just a limited skill set there's nothing wrong with drew pine um, as far as a work ethic, as far as um, knowledge of the game, it's just some people are just born with better s- skills than others. And Drew Pine, um, being short, not having the the, the rifle arm that he, you're going to need to have in college football, has some limitations. Um, certainly played up to his best, but uh, I do think it's a good move for Drew Pine just for those two couple of reasons that I spelled out. He was probably at least the third string quarterback going into the fall. He may have been the fourth string quarterback. You know, there is just no place for him. So 
there you go. Where do you think he's going to end up, Maggie? We've talked about this a little bit, but where, where do you think? And I, you don't need to give me a specific school. You can give me like, is he going to end up in a power five school? Is he going to end up in a, like a, a lower tiered school? What do you think? Well, I actually feel pretty confident, you know, um, I think that he's going to go to UConn. I, I haven't looked at the UConn quarterback situation, um, but I know that they're a team that's kind of, they're in a bowl game this year, which is mm-hmm. great for UConn. Oh, yes. Um, and kind of odd for UConn. So continue like some good football, uh, <laughs> some good football yeah. um, and <laughs> bring in like someone who's has good knowledge of the game. And also, you know, oh, yeah. it's not a random school because Pine is originally from Connecticut. Right. I could also see him going to like a, a lower tier, like a, I don't, this is not a specific school because I haven't looked into their quarterback yeah. room. Right. Like a, a, maybe like a Minnesota, like a very, uh, oh. or like a Cal, so like a low okay. tier power five. As okay. Well. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I agree with you. The UConn pick seems to make a lot of sense and I don't know their quarterback situation, but it can't be. True Pine has got to be better than whatever they have. Um, I, I think they do. I did follow them a bit this year. Jim Mora Jr. is their coach. He came in his first year and did a really, really nice job. They are a team built much like in Drew Pine. Uh, they have similar characteristics in that they play really hard. They do the best with what they are given and um, they play to win. That's for sure. I think Drew Pine would be an excellent, excellent fit for them. I think Jim Mora Jr. would love to have him there. I don't know where he's projected to go. I do think he's probably not looking to do that in because, like you said, it's not as prestigious. He's not going – probably – well, Dan Orlovsky played at UConn, I believe, and he went pro. So you can make it to the pros if that's your goal um, out of UConn. I don't know what his goals are. Um, perhaps, uh, uh, yeah, like you said, a, a, a lower-tier Power 5 school um, might be the place for him. Minnesota would make a lot of sense uh, to me, a team that runs the ball a lot. Maybe he's off to Wisconsin with a new coach, you know, with Fickle. Um, that would be a little bit of an upgrade, I think. I don't know that – That uh, I mean, we took Jack Cohn from them. Maybe we're going to give him back Drew Pine. Who knows? Uh, seems almost a fair trade, although Cohn's better than Pine. Um, Pine Cohn, get it? Um, there we go. So that, that's good. I think UConn would be a great for Drew Pine. I think it would be great for UConn. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I also think he might be aiming his sights a little bit bigger – to a power five school, like you said, like a lower tier of power five school. I don't know that Cal is the landing spot for him. Just, I don't think he's coming West, um, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe like an Oregon state might be good. I, you know, something like that kind of off the grid a little bit, but we'll see. I haven't heard any, have you heard any rumblings about this at all? Where he might be going? I have not. I just know that yeah. his name's in the portal. I do think yeah. though, I mean, it's tricky because in one way you see like these big names of backups that were like really high in recruiting. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like there's, you know, something to be said for Drew Pine mm-hmm. leading a Notre Dame football team. Yeah. So I feel like he'll land somewhere that it's right for him. Well, and people forget, like, I mean, or maybe they don't forget, but he had some big wins. He beat Clemson. He beat B- mm-hmm. the BYU game when he played. It was a big game. He played well in that game. Um, the Syracuse game, that was a big game when they played it. He played well in that game. He played okay. Um, so yeah, is he better than, a? uh, Leary out of North Carolina State is he better than a Hudson Card? Who we're, t- we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, I, I know we, I might t- I would probably take him over DJ Uyungale, who is going to be one of the the most prized transfer portal guys because in what I've seen from DJ, uh, his accuracy is nowhere to be seen, and Pine is at least accurate. Um, 
anyway, just kind of, I think he's probably going to look for system fit. Like where's the best system for Drew Pine. Uh, and like you said, I think Minnesota would be a really great fit for him uh, just because they don't ask the quarterback to do a lot of things just, but when they do, they want to know that he's proficient. And I think Drew Pine is proficient. All right. So what does this mean for the bowl game? Well, uh, especially with the quarterback, uh, obviously. So Maggie, who's going to quarterback this team? Uh, do you think, and, and let, let's go, well, let's first of all, let's just kind of discuss it. And then I'll go by percentages because uh, there's a lot of different options that Notre Dame can go for through this bowl game. But, but what do you, what are you hearing? What are you thinking about the bowl game? Who's going to start and who's going to play majority of the snaps? I probably should call it that way. I mean, I feel pretty confident that it's going to be Tyler Buckner. Um, yeah. And I think this is really important for him because I guess we'll talk about this later, but there has been a lot of talk about getting a transfer quarterback and, mm-hmm. Of course, we've shared our views on that topic, and we'll go back to it in a yeah. few minutes. But right. um, it'll be an important and interesting game to see how he kind of bounces back from injury. Um, I think that his first two games, yes, it was the Marshall game was the second game, but that Ohio mm-hmm. State game, it was a loss, but it wasn't a loss by much for a team <laughs> that's in the yeah. college football playoff. And and they're a much better team. Notre Dame's a much better team than they were when they played Ohio State. And I don't know that Ohio State's better. So I don't know if they play again this time that the Notre Dame doesn't beat them. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have to see with, with Buckner at quarterback. So you think Tyler Buckner is going to be the starter? I, I do do as well. I think. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, do you think Angeli gets some, some snaps though? Do you think there's some series for Steve Angeli? I mean, I think so. I mean, it really depends on how close the game is. Of course. Like um, we could see a, a good, like a quarter of Angeli if we're, really yeah. dominating but I also feel like oh. this is a this is a team that does not win games easily so I feel like it will be Dame? heavily Tyler Buckner yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I think if he was a Brian Kelly coach team so, and we're talking about like Ian yeah. Book and like Phil Dracovic right. um yeah. yeah I would say yeah we're gonna see Phil Dracovic because I know that Kelly could finish out a game but consistently uh-huh. Marcus Freeman has had problems with that so I just see uh-huh. Buckner playing a majority of the game Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Is it more important to play this game? This is going to kind of sound silly. Is it more important to play this game uh, to win it? Or is it more important to get guys action? Meaning, are you playing it just like you would play a normal game? Or do you need to get Angeli in there just so he can get some snaps and get some, like, in a real situation? Just so you kind of know what you have in a game situation with Steve Angeli and let him pass the ball. Which is more important? I getting like the win the whole, or getting seeing people for the whole team. I think, you know, getting a win is why you play yeah. individual wins are good, but I feel like that's yeah. also something that could work with practice. I, yeah. And like maybe the blue and gold game, that's what I would look for then uh-huh. um, with a little bit of lower stakes, but I feel like, you know, Marcus Freeman needs this win. Uh-huh. Um, who never, who you always need a win, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I think like to really bring things full circle, and yeah. win the bowl game. I think that's very right. important. And I think we also haven't seen a lot of Tyler Buckner. So putting him in right. would be equally beneficial than putting Steve Angeli in probably. Yeah. You've convinced me. I, I was more kind of in the thing is I want to see all these guys play in a, in a real situation, but I think you're right. I think uh, getting the win and launching into next year is more important. Um, especially after the performance last year in the bowl game, um, you know, get that, check that off the box kind of thing, or check, check that um, for Marcus Freeman that he can win a bowl game, you know, check that box um, is more important. 
So, okay, give me the percentage, though, of who do you think plays in this game? So, Tyler Buckner, you're going to say, how, what percentage is Tyler Buckner will play in this game? 100%? I'm going to say 90, I'm going to say 90, and I'll say 10% in jelly. Just, okay. just, well, to, I just mean, like, yeah. well, you don't have to, they don't have to add up because I'm just saying the percentage that they will actually play in this game. So, I mean, all the quarterbacks play in this game that we have on our list in theory. Yeah. Right? Well, I was going to say 90 and then 10 and then zero for everyone else. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, so you don't, so you're saying only a 10% chance that Angeli even plays in this game. I think so. I mean, it depends again, wow. depends on how the okay. game goes. I'm, but okay. I'm not really, this is like such an interesting matchup. I don't see it. I feel like yeah. it's a pretty fair matchup where I don't right. think that we're going to really blow them out. Um, right. So, and I also think that, as I said before, it's almost equally as important that we get Buckner those playing that playing yeah. time. I'm going to say hundred percent that Buckner plays. Uh, and I also say hundred percent in jelly plays. I think they're going to give him at least one series in jelly. Uh, Buckner, I think, will play a majority of the game, obviously. Uh, and I think you're right. I think they'll go for the win. What about uh, Ron Paulus? Uh, you think he's going to play in this game? Ron Paulus the third? That would be a real that'd be a real stretch, I feel like. Because um, okay. I'm already thinking that Angeli would be like a... If yeah. we're playing really well, that's when you'd... Right. So we'd have to okay. be doing like insanely well to play Ron Paulus. <laughs> um, All right. I'm not saying, you know, Ron Paulus, I'm sure, has some skills. You know, he has a family background, but... He, oh, yeah. he is a walk-on, and yeah. we recruited Angeli to be yeah. the backup to Tyler Buckner. So I wonder if Paulus. Do you think Paul? Just a side question. Do you think Paulus sticks around? I mean, he has the family connection, obviously, but do you think he? You know, is he going to be okay carrying a clipboard all four years of his career? He was a walk-on. I guess he should be. But what do you think? Um, I feel like yeah, family connection. He hasn't really. I was going to say he hasn't really expressed <laughs> wanting to be, but I also feel like I've never heard anything from Ron Paulus ever. So yeah, um, who knows what he's thinking, but I kind of get the impression that he's just there for like his degree and to be on the football team. And right. Be but again, I mean, they start, yeah, they start bringing in these other guys. He goes further down the, the depth chart. I mean, the chances of him playing are now just non-existent. So I wonder if he'd say, well, I'd like to kind of play some college football. Maybe I'll go play for, you know, a Mac school or something. I don't know. Interesting. Um, what last one, Drew Pine? What do you think? The, <laughs> I just threw this one in there today. What do you think the chances of Drew Pine playing in this game? Because he hasn't been picked up by anybody by the transfer pool. Like we already talked about, we don't know where he's going. Um, and he could change his mind and, and come back. And you think Notre Dame would then take him back? I think that it seems like, from what Marcus Freeman's saying, he kind of said a he kind of closed that door. And yeah. I think that that's kind of fine with both parties. Um, because of the way Marcus Freeman did it. And also, Marcus Freeman said that they weren't expecting any more, like, portal yes. or... So I don't know if that includes Pine. Like, right. he wouldn't be coming back, kind of saying, like, this is our set team after what happened this week with Foskey right. and Mayer opting out. Um, so I kind of think that he's just, like, gone. He might... At I don't know if they'll let him, like, attend the game, because I guess technically he's still part of the team. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, I don't um, know. But... I think, yeah, we've seen the last of Drew Pine in a nerding uniform. Yeah. yeah. I'd give it a 5% chance. That's only because I think it's just, you know, one of those things. I think it was the last question asked in the press conference. Uh, and Freeman kind of said, you know, never say never sort of thing. But but uh, I, you're, I think you're absolutely correct, though. It has been with these guys that have left, Joe Wilkins and Jacob Lacey and things like that, into the transfer portal that Freeman's been pretty much see, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out kind of thing. Um, it's pretty much either you're with us or you're against, you know, not with us. So 
yeah, I give it a 5% chance. And that's just for fun. I doubt he's back. Um, okay. Any other, uh, what, now let's talk about transfer portal, other positions. Like what, where do you think Notre Dame's biggest need is? Is it quarterback or is it something else? And where should we be looking? Because certainly this is a part of doing business now in college football. You saw what USC did for sure. Rebuilt that whole team just in the transfer portal. Um, not that they made the playoffs or anything, but they had a much better season uh, and other teams as well. Either Oregon, you could argue, helped themselves out in the portal and other teams helped themselves out with the portal. It's how you do it now. So what does Notre Dame need? How do we take advantage of the transfer portal and still keep your, your core team together? I mean, I briefly mentioned the positions that I thought we needed last episode and I would say that you know consistently we look at punters and kickers and Mm -hmm. um John Sott and Groupie are not coming back I believe right Um, yeah no they're not so those two positions I know we're looking at uh South Florida yes right they just had them in yesterday I believe yeah yeah so that makes sense some special teams recruiting there I'm sure Mason's on it um (laughs) yeah right I trust him yeah but um, in terms of like defense, offense, I offensively, I guess, but I really feel strong mm-hmm. with our offensive linemen just because mm-hmm. maybe Jarrett Patterson's leaving and maybe that is a hole yeah. that we need. Um, but like in terms of running back, wide receiver, maybe tight end just because Mary was such a powerhouse mm-hmm. um, leaving. But offensively, I feel mm-hmm. like we're good. Um, and then defensively, our defensive backs look like they've kind of stepped it up especially with Cam oh, yeah. Hart coming back uh yeah. I guess defensive line perhaps I just it's kind of a big question mark and then linebackers we have depth on and we're getting more depth in so yeah. I really I think that adding people if we add people as ne- like as we need I'll trust whatever Marcus Streeman does but I can't there's not like one position where I'm like wow yeah. like we definitely need to yeah. get someone from the portal well, I, I would go with, I think if we are, I agree with you, and, but I think if we do build from the portal, I think you just have to do it just because you have to do it these days. You know, you have to keep up with the Joneses. I would go with uh, defensive tackles. I think we need big size in the middle. And if we do that, our linebackers will even play better. But I do agree with you. We have depth everywhere and better players stepping up. Um, our team is a young team as far as the talent around it. But guys like, so I was thinking linebacker also, but then I remember we have Prince Polly coming up and we have Javen Sneed and all these other guys that, should be ready to go next year big time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe safety, maybe. I don't know. Depends kind of what, what um, our safeties decide, Brandon Joseph decides to do. Um, I think he probably comes back for another year, but but we'll see. All right, and then so let's – do we really – we've said we I, – I think it's consensus, Maggie. We both agree we really don't need a quarterback, but am I wrong? Do you think they need a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, my opinion has not really changed on the – the quarterback. Right. Um, I, I feel like, you know, people like, like the new shiny, like cool, like yeah. high recruit quarterback. Um, but right. from a coaching perspective, um, Tommy Reese has spent a lot more time with Buckner and really, I don't know if this timeline matches up, but it makes in my head, it feels like Reese has been there the same amount of time as Buckner. So he's really seen the full development of him as a quarterback. Um, right. I don't remember when he assumed the offensive coordinator position but it seems like kind of similar to when Buckner joined the program. Um, And, you know, people love Hudson Card. I I think Quinn Ewers is good, but Texas had a big falling off because Quinn Ewers was out and Hudson Card took over. 
the whole thing with Hudson Card too is everybody you just see everybody trying to make these excuses. Well, look at the you know the ten plays he played against Alabama or whatever. He was great, or you know, oh well, the only reason why they're playing Quinn Ewers is because he signed a big NIL and they had to play him, which is just bunk. Any coach that's doing that should be fired immediately. And and I don't think um, Sarkeesian is doing that. He's playing going to play the best player possible. Every coach is going to play the best players possible to help you win. That's all they're concerned with. So this whole nonsense of well, Card outperformed him in summer camp and yet they played yours because they had to if that is true that's just ridiculous and, and Sarkeesian should be fired just on you know on that alone uh, so that's not true Hudson Card is, is a backup quarterback I don't think getting him is going to change anything Leary Leary is a starter Leary's a different difference maker um, but he's coming off injury with North Carolina State I don't think he adds anything in the run run game which we need now um, a DJ Uyungle, I don't even want to talk about him. Like, I just think his accuracy is atrocious. His mechanics were terrible. He got benched for Cade Klubnik, who's a freshman, and the offense, he will never, the reason why he's transferring is he would never play again at Clemson. And if he can't play at Clemson, he can't play at Notre Dame. Um, Brendan Armstrong is another one I threw out there. Uh, he has some in- interesting intangibles, um, interesting player, but I believe he's also coming off injury. And so Armstrong would be one that I would somewhat be interested in, but. I think Buckner has the same skills and has been in the system longer. So I don't think they're going to bring, they should bring anybody, but Maggie, how do you think this ends? Do you think they're going to bring in somebody? And, and so predict one of the people, maybe somebody off the board that I didn't even mention. Who do you think they're bringing in? Well, I will say one thing is not going to happen. Well, I actually feel like none of these are going to happen, but um, I, I know that Spencer Sanders is in the portal. Oh, yeah, right. He wouldn't really fit our system, but it is interesting yeah. thinking about the last time we played Oklahoma State. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that would kind of be a full circle kind of moment. Um, yeah, Clarence Lewis would have to transfer him, transfer yeah. immediately. <laughs> kind of be a little awkward in practice there. Yeah, um, yeah. But also, and this is like, he's not talking about transferring, and there's no way he's going to transfer. But it's interesting looking at Max Dugan Oh, because, wow. So he goes, yeah. he's not going to transfer. He's a, he was no. a Heisman candidate at the school right, he was at, right. so I doubt it. Right. But if he, I did see something, I don't remember who it was, it was like Tom Loy or Pete Sampson. Um, he was like Max Dugan when he was getting recruited was a lifelong Notre Dame fan before oh, he okay. was recruited. There you go. So, you know, if he, he decides to transfer, <laughs> I feel like I know where he's going. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's, so, so that's who I want. <laughs> Okay, I, I, and I don't know if we'd have much of an argument uh, to keep Tyler Buckner as a starter if Max Dugan wanted to come over. I don't think that's happening, but uh, you never know. You never know. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to bring in Card or Leary, one of those two, um, and we'll just see what happens. I think probably Buckner beats them both out, and then we'll see after that. It, it would be good to have a veteran backup. I, we'll see what – I'm really – that's what I'm saying. The bowl game to me is going to be so interesting. I hope we don't make a move. Before, we might have to make a move before the bowl game. But I hope we don't because I want to see what Buckner can do with this offense. And Angeli, I think both of them, with Minchie behind them. Am I saying that right? I guess you look at this kid's name. Yeah. Minchie, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just think, and with C.J. Carr coming down the line, the quarterback room is set up. Um, leave it alone and let's concentrate on other things. But I do think they're bringing somebody, probably Card, um, just because I've heard a lot of buzz around that. We'll see what happens after that. Um, just generally, Maggie, how do you feel about the transfer portal? Like I said, it's the way to do business these days. A thousand people, over a thousand players, right, entered the transfer portal after the first day. Is this good or bad for football? I think it's just showing like a, a 
less of a difference between pro and college if it's that mm-hmm. easy to mm-hmm. like buy a player technically mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i mean we look at jackson state jackson state's crumbling as a team <laughs> because Deion yeah. sanders left and said to colorado you guys are going to be all off scholarship because all my jackson state players are coming into play yeah. which <laughs> just is really really bad coaching move i mean i'm not a, of course not a college football coach but that's just i can't imagine being a Colorado because you go to Colorado <laughs> Colorado is not a powerhouse like you yeah, gotta we'll go see. um that, that's that Colorado thing is, is gonna be an interesting test case to, just to see if college football has changed that much supposedly Deion Sanders is a pretty good coach um but we'll see man I, I don't know we'll see um so you wait but you think it's good for football bad football I just no opinion it's just what it is I personally don't like it as much because I feel like you make the commitment to a school when you're recruiting. Uh-huh. And I think that it like not having the transfer portal be as active allows you to really compete for your position. Right. Um, and right. I just, I, yeah. I don't like how it feels like free agency now where if you don't play your yeah. first year, all of a sudden you're like, okay, bye. Cause it just seems like you never get settled. I also feel like there's something to be said um about transferring and your like social life i feel like <laughs> i feel like a school for one year and then completely leaving to a new environment uh-huh. it's just be really difficult like i think yeah i like we see jt daniels who's been to like he's going to be going to four colleges um right. his whole oh, that's career a joke. Yeah. that's just <laughs> yeah that, i can't imagine you're not getting an education anymore i mean i know oh, that no. He's looking to go to the pro, and that's like yeah. his job that he's looking yeah. to go to college for. But right. it's still just like, it just seems tough. Aside from being a football player, it seems tough. Well, I wonder if JT Daniels can almost say, sell that though as a as a, a skill that he has to move on because he's not going to be a starter in the pros. But it'd be a, he could be a backup, and he could say, "Look, I went to four different four different schools, and I was able to kind of adjust, and I have that kind of resilience. I don't know, or flexibility to kind of learn different systems." I would sell it <laughs> if I was him as a, as a skill that I have anyway. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I just think it's the way it is. I think it's interesting. I think you can change your program around very quickly, which is why you should watch what happens with Colorado. Um, Cause Notre Dame lost a four-star recruit to him uh, and he's going to play the game in the modern way. The way Deion Sanders is playing the game is the modern way. We'll see if other coaches can adjust, which it is, a lot about pay and a lot about what you can get at different schools, which puts more power in the players um, side, which is interesting, you know? Um, But I do think it also eliminates real coaching is about developing players and those players that develop throughout their careers are um, that's going to be gone because kids won't develop because they'll just move on to the next thing, like a Hudson card or something like that. And where you look at their, well, they still five star in high school. And so he must be good. Well, is, is he developing? You know, the, it's one thing to be a five-star in high school. It's another thing to be developed into a starter in a power five school. And then it's an, even another thing to be developed all the way to a school that can win um, at that level. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think it's generally bad for football. I guess if I had to take a side, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's move on to actually recruiting. Let's go to the other end. The people that we're bringing in, Notre Dame made some, has made some headway. But uh, in just looking at the class, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about real quick. We can talk more in depth later because we have to get to the bowl game. Uh, but anybody you're excited about or any surprises? 
with the I'm, who are you most excited about with the recruiting or or hopeful? I'm really excited for Drake Bowen. I feel like he has gone yeah. to like every Notre Dame home game for the past year and a half. Right. And um he won the Butkus Award for yeah. high school. Uh, yeah. which is the same award I believe Prince Colley won. Yeah, I and, and uh, Jalen Smith, right? I think, you know, Notre Dame brings him in. Yeah. That's our guy. Yeah, yeah, so he seems like, you know, a real, real Notre Dame guy, and I'm excited to see that enthusiasm on the field. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope he gets some good playing time. Yeah, you know what? I'm so glad you brought brought him up because uh, I, I wasn't even – but that is, he is just a cornerstone guy. You need those guys that are going to be so pro Notre Dame, so rah-rah. He is going to be the guy – he's not going anywhere. Like, he won't be thinking ever about a, any kind of transfer portal, nothing. Um, he will be the – yeah, the leader of this team moving forward. In two years' time, he will be – you know, the middle linebacker, the, the leader of this team, it will be his essence that will be a part of our team. So I, you're right. I'm excited. About it. But, and then also um, the guy back there, I, you know, the one who makes me most nervous because I really want to sign this at Peyton Bowen. I just think we haven't had an explosive player like him in a long time. So I want to see, he got moved up to number 10 in the rivals rankings, I believe. Um, if you put any stock in that, I just think he's a fantastic player. So, the two Bowens. You like Drake. I like Peyton. Mm. Um, and then uh, let's talk about the bowl game finally. Uh, so Notre Dame is going to play in the the Tax Slayer, which it just pains me to say, Tax Slayer uh, Gator Bowl. The Gator Bowl, I mean, that's a traditional bowl game. It's been around forever. Um, this is, I believe, since 1946. Um, so the Tax Slayer, this is the 78th Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Notre Dame playing on um, what's the date? Is it the twenty eighth? Is it the thirtieth? I think it's the thirtieth. Thirtieth, you're right. Thirtieth in Jacksonville, Florida against South Carolina. How are you? We're under twenty days till this bowl game. Uh, your thoughts just on the? How do you feel about going to the Gator Bowl? I expected it. I think a lot of um, like analysts were saying that this was going to be match it specifically against South Carolina. Right. And, you know, the team South Carolina is interesting because we did both beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, and within two weeks, I believe. I yeah. think it was like yeah. back-to-back. Um, so maybe just a rough patch for Clemson there. Uh, yeah. But you also don't play an SEC team every day. And so I'm interested to mm-hmm. kind of see if this will allow us to kind of like gauge how our season has gone, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, we are playing without Foskey and Mayer, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like a that's there's little and asterisks pine. there and Pine, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Foskey and Mayer. I mean, well. well, three three major starters, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and and they are going to play Rattler, I guess, um, for as of now, as of the taping, uh, Spencer Rattler has not entered enter the transfer portal. There were some rumblings. There's also some rumblings he might go pro. I think. Hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think I was disappointed. I I thought the better matchup would have been Oregon in the Holiday Bowl, and I was actually really looking forward to that game um and hoping for that but um you're right an sec a win over an sec team to end the season nine and four is going to be a nice little ending point a nice launch it's an important game for notre dame we had talked about this earlier um i think they can get the w uh it's, it depends on which south carolina team shows up this is an interesting south carolina team that was improving um as the season went on and, and in fact, in the last two games, really played well. Well, they destroyed Tennessee too, didn't they? Just they were the ones that knocked off Tennessee. 
and then knocked out Clemson at home, ending that long win streak at Clemson in Death Valley. So, um, yeah, this is not a, a, a just an easy gimme game. Um, so I'm interested to see it. I'm, I'm excited, and I'm excited to see the team that Notre Dame fields out there. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of take apart the game and what we think might happen in a later podcast as we move forward. But yeah, I was kind of generally, I was kind of generally eh about the Gator Bowl. I'll get excited about it as we get closer, but I would really was really hoping for Holiday Bowl in Oregon, but not to be, not to be. Um, speaking, of Maggie, exciting games this past weekend. Did you watch any of the, the championship week games at all? And got any thoughts on um, those? What was your favorite game that you watched? I watched bits and pieces. I was watching um, last weekend the World Cup games. Wow. So well. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, but but I, I watched the end of the Kansas State TCU game, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And I kind of, you know, at the beginning of this um, season, I was like looking for my next Kyle, uh-huh. um, but I really found that I really just found my one of my new favorite teams, which is Kansas State. I feel like I might be a Kansas <laughs> State fan. Wow! Um, I even wrote in my notes: Am I a Kansas State fan? Question mark. Because <laughs> I just uh-huh. really think they're like an unexpected team. My favorite ref yeah. was refing the game, so I did like that. A lot of <laughs> officiating going on at the end of the game. It was well officiated. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cleanly played uh and you know it was interesting seeing max dugan like be really gritty i think he was like was he bleeding or he was like he was playing with a lot of heart yeah oh man yeah he left it on the field that's for sure that was my favorite probably yeah (laughs) yeah that was actually probably the best game out of the bunch i liked watching the clemson game just because i liked the difference between when dj went out and kate klubnick came in that team turned into just a rocket ship um and just just i also like the utah usc game that was that was enjoyable to watch you know usc get out to what a 17 to 3 lead and then pretty much lose 47 or why i had to look at the score but something like 42 to 3 or something like that after that or it was ridiculous and just get punched in the face after that by utah um i also enjoyed fresno state i'll always talk jake hayner played great got the win good job jake anyway so um are you okay with the final four? Let's just end here. The final four are um, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, or no, Georgia, Mich- yeah, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State. You okay with that? Or do you have another team you think should be in there? Um, I mean, I guess generally, like, I guess my, besides Georgia and Ohio State, I, I do like seeing Michigan and TCU up there, which, you know, I'm not a Michigan fan. But I yeah. like seeing like the shakeup. I got tired of the yeah. Georgia or the even though we Alabama. were in it, the Notre Dame, Oklahoma, um, like Alabama, Alabama Clemson. Yeah, yeah. I, I got tired of it. I would be. I would not be tired if we were in it. You know, again. <laughs> no, but, never tired um, of that. But yeah. I, I like to see it kind of shake up and seeing TCU in there. I think they played a really good season. Um, it's been a really interesting uh, year. I feel like for yeah. college football as a whole. So. Oh yeah. Seeing it kind of makes sense that they would be in it for this year, uh, but I also Don't feel you... like I do know who's. Um, but you know, I yeah. also thought that about Portugal in the World Cup. So I would, I, I would hope that that moving forward, and maybe they're going to. I don't know, especially with the twelve-team expansion, that if you win your conference championship, you're in. So, for example, Kansas State would be in at this point, right? Because they won the conference championship, um, and TCU might be out. 
now with 12 teams, then TC would still be in because they, they would be a six rank or something like that. But I just think, boy, really put some emphasis on those championship games. You know, a team like uh, Utah would be in at that point. And maybe that's how they're going to do it. I don't know. I mean, that's how, that's how they do it in, in March Madness. Like you and your conference tournament, you're in. So, you know, teams that have losing records, especially in the conference tournaments in basketball, can get in because you just put together four or five wins and you're in. Uh, it'd be much more difficult in college football because there's two teams. But I don't know. Put more emphasis on the college championships. I don't know. I enjoy the week. I, I always like this that past week. I like watching all the games and things like that. But all right, Maggie. So next time we talk, we'll probably be talking bowl game and maybe. Do we want to make any predict? Do we have any predictions this week? I mean, or do you want to talk early bowl games, or we do that next week? Probably do that next week. We're going to be. This is our last remote episode. Yes, for that's a while. right. That's yeah. right. Maggie will be back in person next week. Can't wait to see you and uh, get this done at the kitchen table. Um, and we'll plan out our next, next uh, podcast uh, next week. So, all right, Maggie, uh, any final words before we sign off? Have a restful weekend or week, everyone, not a weekend. Our, well, either one, <laughs> both uh, what's left of the weekend. All right. And go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football.